Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cigars and Syndication, where we're passionate about real estate and cigars. I'm here with Jay Noor. We're going to talk about some pros and cons of uh, multifamily real estate investing uh, while enjoying uh, Ashton VSG Eclipse. Hey, everybody. My name is Junaid Noor. Welcome to Cigars and Syndications. Uh, we are passionate about cigars, and you know, I really like this cigar. I think we're more passionate about cigars than we are about real estate. I agree. <laughs> so this Ashton VSG Eclipse is a sun-grown cigar. Um, the Ecuadorian wrapper, Dominican binder. Yep. Dominican filler. Correct. Yeah, a very good smoke. Um, I just lit this up, and uh, I get a lot of nut and uh, a lot of cocoa. What do you? What do you? I'm, what do you? I'm getting the think? exact same. A lot of nut, a lot of cocoa, and just a little bit of spice. It's a, a really good deep uh, Maduro flavor. Um, I mean, really, really good start to this uh, cigar. So our topic today: the pros and cons of investing in real estate, uh, multifamily, and other real estate. Um, Let's start with some of the pros. Um, I think one of the big pros is um, cash flow. You know, you're investing in a real estate transaction where, you know, you're looking at uh, a a uh, an investment that can provide. Uh, historically, real estate has always provided anywhere between tw- ten and twelve percent cash flow. So you know, looking at it from a cash flow standpoint, and and. Um, I like to look at it from a from maybe a passive investor standpoint, kind of a hands off investment. Um, you can invest at your own level, and and enjoy um, you know a return. Yeah, and and you know people calculate cash flow. Uh, there are two very uh, important ways of calculating cash flow. One is your cash on cash return, your free cash flow, right? The exact cash that you're receiving. So I'm receiving a hundred dollars every month. Um, uh, but then there's your return on investment, which is a little bit different because that takes into account, uh, some of the other benefits of investing in real estate, uh, some of the other pros of investing in real estate. Uh, one of them is, uh, your tax benefits, right? You're talking about depreciation. Correct. So, you know, the depreciation that you can get from either investing passively in a multifamily property or in single family homes, uh, will reduce your taxable income. So that cash flow will actually start getting uh, reduced as far as taxable income goes. You know, you're a, you're a, a GP on, on your projects and I'm going to pretend I'm a, I'm a passive investor and what kind of depreciation or tax benefit could I expect as a passive investor? So um, under the, uh, the tax act that was signed a couple of years back um, up until the end of last year, if you invested $100,000, the first year you can get $50,000 of depreciation. So that means that your uh, your income that is passive, so if you're getting other income from other property, rental properties, and other cash flow from rental properties, um, you can reduce that by $50,000 uh, and not pay taxes on the first $50,000. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty good benefit. But, you know, make sure that people consult with their CPAs, with their tax advisors, um, because uh, everybody's situation is a little bit different. Uh, but, yes, that's – and then I think as of this year, 
uh, on a hundred thousand uh, dollars, you can't get fifty percent. You can't get fifty thousand dollars in depreciation. You can only get, uh, I believe, forty thousand dollars for this year if you get into a uh, a transaction for this year. So forty thousand is the cap. So if you invest a hundred, it's still going to be forty. If you invest two hundred, it's still going to be a forty thousand dollar depreciation. No, it's a percentage, right? Oh, it is so a percentage. It's a okay. percentage, right? So. Uh, so the, the law as it was written is that, uh, within the first year you can get, uh, a hundred percent of the depreciation, uh, within the first year, uh, which was the accelerated depre- depreciation last year. This year you can, uh, you can take 80% accelerated depreciation within the first year. Which I think is really a great, um, it's definitely a pro, uh, and, and you get into the multifamily projects and a lot of the money is at the end of the deal. So that depreciation is definitely an added benefit. Yeah. And then at the end of the deal, you know, the, the great thing with real estate is that at the end of the deal, whatever money that you make, your terminal cash, right? The, the, the cash that you get for selling the deal, you can roll that over into another deal and not pay any taxes on it. Yeah, that's another tax benefit or, or pro for this. It would be a 1031 exchange or something along those lines. Um to, to mitigate some of your tax obligation. Right. And, and, and for most, uh, for all real estate transactions, um, real estate is always passive income. It doesn't matter if you are actively involved or not. Real estate is always considered as passive income. Whereas investing in stocks or investing in other um, types of transactions may not be. Well, as, as an investor, how, how can you benefit from the flip side of depreciation from the appreciation of the project. Well, especially in, in, in times like this, most all real estate. And again, I'm going to say, I'm going to qualify my, my statement by saying most all real estate appreciates in value. And especially in times like these where it's inflationary times, right? Uh, hard assets such as real estate do very well. They appreciate very strongly in inflationary times. But again, um, People do lose money in real estate. It it all comes back to how much are you buying it for? And if you get a good deal, you're going to get good appreciation. If it's in a, a good deal, meaning you get a good price, good value, demographics are strong, the market is strong. So there are, there are some things that need to go into that. But real estate in general appreciates in value. Well, I'm not quite sure how you're enjoying your Ashton BSG, but I really like this smoke. It's a very full flavored cigar, probably a little on the stronger side. Um, and, and I think this is, uh, this, this VSG is their first, uh, run at, uh, the Maduro's right. Sun grown. Yeah, I think so too. And, uh, from what I read on this, this particular, uh, VSG, it is a collaboration between the Oliva family and the Fuente family. Oh, wow. Well, they, they did a magnificent job. It's, um, Got a little more spice kicking up as I go a little further down, but still getting plenty of the the nutty flavor. The cocoa's kind of fading a little bit for me. So I'm getting very little spice, but I am getting more nut. And uh, the cocoa is still kind of there, but kind of like a secondary, not right up in front. And the burn is is perfect. I don't know if y'all, for those of y'all that are podcasting and not watching this, the burn on this cigar is, is perfect. Yeah, this is a very good cigar, and it's a very good cigar to have after a uh, nice pasta meal or steak. Yeah, I agree. Agree. It's a good, very good smoke. Good choice today. Um, 
back on topic, I mean, I guess we hit we hit some pretty good pros. Um, I guess we should talk about some of the cons to multifamily real estate investing. Yeah. So some of the cons, well, one of the first cons is that uh, real estate investing is not liquid. You know, if you are getting into any kind of a real estate transaction, planning on plan on holding it three to five years. Uh, if you need money right away or if you anticipate you're going to need money, uh, let's say you're going to need money to pay your kid's college tuition or you're, one of your kids is getting married or you're planning on buying a house or a car, real estate is not for you. Uh, that Those investments are tied up. Uh, almost, I think, actually all of the partnership agreements, PPMs, real estate agreements will tell you that they're tied up. And if you, even if you want to sell your LLC units or your shares, you know, there's no open market for it. No one's going to buy it off of you that easily without, I mean, you're going to sell it at a fire sale. You're going to give a, a pretty hefty discount. So understand that it is not a liquid, uh, investment at all. Yeah. You've got to be able to invest some time in the, into a multifamily project. It, it's going to be three to five years. Um, in some cases they sell it. In some cases they refinance it. Um, there's a, a bunch of different exit strategies, but but typically it's all happening in three to five years. Yeah. And another con uh, is that it's not necessarily e- uh, easily to g- easy to get into as far as capital. So it needs it's capital intensive. Yeah, it's definitely cost prohibitive. I mean, it's it's um, you know, most of them have the minimal investments in the 50 to $100,000 range. Yeah. And, you know, absolutely. We've done we've done podcasts before on how you can pull your money together with other people. Uh, but even that, you know, you, you would probably want at least 10 people with $10,000. It's not going to be like where you can go and open up an account with Robin Hood and spend, and put in $100 and buy, you know, 0.00001% of Google. That's not going to, you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, I know in, in an earlier podcast, you talked about scalability and, and you know, that scalability is a, is a con, or is a is a pro, but it definitely, um, you know, you have to decide how much money you can part with for three to five years. Whether it's a hundred thousand, whether it's a million, um, you have to make those choices and and understand that it may not come back to you for five years. Yeah, and just because they say three year exit strategy, uh, targeted internal rate of return, um, they you, they might not be able to attain a three year exit strategy. So, you know, um, any any real estate transactions, any multifamily transactions that got into the deal three years ago and we're planning on refinancing today, they're not. it's not going to work because the refinance rates are so high right now that uh, they're not going to be able to refinance and cash people out. They may have to wait at least another year or two. Yeah, any of these projects that started three years ago, five years ago, maybe it's a new construction and they're done and their initial strategy was to sell immediately. Well, with the higher interest rates and inflation, they're probably they're probably going to end up holding it a little longer, and hopefully they did some conservative underwriting. Yeah, and and not not to say that you'll lose money on it, but you will have to hold it. And if you don't have holding power, real estate is all about holding power. If you can hold it, you will make your money. But if you need to sell, you will sell at a fire sale because everybody, you know, there's no there's no open market, right? There's no liquid market. You can't hit click on a button on your Robin Hood account and get rid of it and you have cash in your account. It's not liquid at all. You know, another topic that could be a con or a pro, just depending on where you are, 
uh, in your investment uh, levels is is just doing the due diligence and having the knowledge of that asset class that you're investing in. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and and you just need to know enough that if you're investing in a multifamily property where you're a passive investor, uh, you need to trust that the person who is actually purchasing the property, who's actually uh, going to be renovating the property, who's actually running the property, knows what they're doing. So you need to have enough knowledge that you can uh, trust that person and ask the right questions. Um, whereas, you know, if, if you know, th- there's a lot of funds that I know of that do RV parks. I don't know anything about RV parks, so I don't even know what questions to ask. So, you know, I would be very careful on getting into that without learning about it. So the pro is that, you know, you you want to have the opportunity to learn about it to be able to ask the right questions. And the con is if you don't learn about it and you ask the wrong questions or you don't ask the right questions, you may wind up in a situation where you actually do lose money. Yeah, because you're really you're really at the mercy of of your partner that you pick. Um, when you're looking at their underwriting, when you're looking at their project, uh, their anticipated returns. Um, so, so do your homework, look for anything that's, that's outside of the norm, uh, and ask questions and educate yourself. And it's not just even, you know, partnering up with somebody, even those people who go to buy single family houses, you know, they tend to overestimate the value of the house when it's going to be sold and they underestimate the renovation costs. And because they haven't done their due diligence and they haven't investigated it and they don't have the knowledge, they'll go in and they'll find that they've they've exceeded their renovation budget, which reduces their margin. And or uh, when they go to sell it, they're not getting the price that they were expecting because they overestimated what it was going to be, uh, what the, the sale price was going to be. Or... They didn't do something simple as as figuring real estate commissions when you try to go sell it. That's six percent here in Houston. Yeah, and yeah, no, exactly. And and I'm glad you brought that up because that was another big thing. And and I know you're big on this is is the taxes and and how it's handled inside the underwriting. Um, this existing property is worth X. It's bought for X, and immediately the new price is the tax base. Right. Property taxes will go up as soon as you buy it because. It's, and and this is and again this is this is very uh, particular to Texas. Uh, most all a lot of the other states don't necessarily have that. They have different things, uh, but in Texas, as soon as you buy the property, the new price that you purchase it for that's what the tax base is on uh, taxes based on. And really, I think that this this topic, the due diligence topic, is is both a pro and a con and it's really going to depend in the outcome of it. It's going to depend on how much you put into it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it comes down to knowledge, just like you said, you know, make sure you understand, talk to a lot of people, um, understand the ins and outs of it. And that's how you reduce your own stress levels. And, you know, you buy that Swan property, right? The sleep well at night um, where, that's how you how you get there is because you you got the knowledge you figured out what the pros and cons are and uh, you're able to sleep well at night with your investment. Well, that that kind of wraps up our pros and cons for multifamily real estate investing. Um, I think uh, I think you hit on some great great points there, Jay. Um, 
I really do enjoy this Ashton. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite cigars that I've tried so far in 2023. This is the the first time I've had it. Um, so definitely be buying this and, and stocking my humidor. Yeah, no, I, I, I had, this is my first time I'm smoking this and I've smoked, you know, the regular VSG, the symmetry and, and they're all good. Ashton is just a great line, but this is probably one of their best ones. And you're right. Probably one of the better cigars I've smoked in 2023. Well, weigh your, weigh your pros and cons, um, figure out how much money you can invest and just get started investing. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have a lot of resources available. We have a lot of, um, articles available on www.albanyparkcapital.com hit the resources tab we write a lot we write pretty much an article a week and we put it out there for you know to just educate people and help them understand real estate and help them work their way around real estate and we're also on social media so follow us on social media uh leave us some feedback uh if you want us to talk about any type of cigar or if you want us to talk about a certain type of topic we'd love to hear from you Hey, guys, good seeing you again. Uh, See you next time.